0: Archibalds, two archibalds,
1: and an archie Hello and welcome to day six of our 12 Days of Archery series, where today we're going to look back on a five gold demolition of St. Beren in 2017.
0: An the fifth day of Christmas, meet, five archibalds. Four archibalds, three archibalds,
2: two archibalds, and an owl in archibalds. When the sixtieth Christmas, my true love gave to me six archibalds, five archibalds, four archibalds, three archibalds, two archibalds, and an. Island. Yeah, this this Cup game, I remember that. I sat in the north stand that day. I went with my friends. Unusual. I usually sit in the Jacky Osman stand, but um. Yeah, it was a good decision sitting set the offstand that day because four of the goals were down that end. Uh, I remember we were 4-0 up at half-time and I haven't seen us do have very often.
1: Having secured top six the season before, Liam Lindsay departed for Barnsley. But apart from that, we kept the core of the squad and were looking good on paper going into the 17-18 season, as Rhys Jenkins explains. So for this game, we lined up with a 4-2-3-1. We had Thomas Cherney in goals, we had
3: Elliot Devine, Barton and Booth across the back four. In front of them we had Osmond and Banzel sitting with Spittle, Erskine, Lawless in front of them and then up front we had the number nine duels. Out of those guys, the guys that played the most football over the course of that season were probably Thomas Cherney, Devine, Barton, Spittle, Erskine, Lawless and Doolin. Thistle roared out of the traps and scored very early in this game. So our first goal of the day was provided by Chris Doolin in the 12th minute. It was vintage dueling, the move starts by a throw in there, down their right hand side, the ball is played in by Banzo where it then bounds around a bunch of defenders and thistle players and falls kindly for duels who is bearing down on their 6 yard box before clinically finishing to the left of the goalkeeper. What I loved about this goal was just it was a typical dueling It epitomises everything he was about, just calmness in the box and the ability to slot it past the keeper when he got the chance to. The second and third goals weren't far behind as Stevie Lawless netted a brace. So our second goal of the game came in the 23rd minute by Stephen Lawless. So this goal's got a lot of neat interplay. It comes from a corner from Spittle who plays it into Lawless. He plays it back to Spittle and then Spittle finds Lawless on the left with some space. Lawless then plays it into Erskine who then plays him through into the box where Lawless then fires it into the bottom right hand corner past the goalkeeper. I thought this goal was a good demonstration of some of the good individual quality we had at the time with uh, Lawless, Spittle and Erskine where they could play some nice one touch football, create a goal scoring opportunity. And uh, those goals were the best sort of football we played over the McNamara Archie years to sort of short pass and interplay. Well, that's what sticks my memory anyway, especially the Stephen O'Donnell one that was mentioned in one of the last episodes. Just 10 minutes later in the 33rd minute, Lawless got his brace. This one comes with a nice counter-attack where uh, Erskine picks it up just inside the opposition half and then glides past a couple of guys, plays it out wide. To Callum Booth, who then cuts it back to Stevie Lawless, he then sweeps it across into the far right corner of the goal. Absolutely brilliant strike to finish off a lovely counter attack.
0: My, I remember that game. My friend, as uh, a Saint Mirren fan, and we'd like chatted each other beforehand and all that. And um, I texted him when I think it went to like three 0 How are you enjoying this? And he just replied, "I've been in the pub for five minutes." Um, just that you know that way where you just immediately have written the game off, but it also had, uh, that the Blair Spittle free kick. Yeah, I remember that.
3: This is the one that really sticks in my mind because it's not very often that as a park Thistle fan you see one of your players strike a free kick from about 30 yards out straight into the top corner. This is definitely one of my favourite Thistle goals recent years. Although saying that, that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, Spill hits it with plenty of power in the top left corner and the keeper just can't get across it. Yeah! Even the way he hit the net was satisfying it just it was just such a clean strike
4: yeah 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 I mean that Spittle goals. I mean it's, it's up there for one of the best goals I've seen it for to be honest um Spittle was brilliant I mean I mean he's always had that I mean even this season we've seen that you know he's, he's always been good at the set pieces and he's always been a very technical player
0: oh it was an, an incredible free kick it was and ever since then every, every time I see Spittle coming up to take a free kick. I'm like he's going to do it again. He's going he's, he's going to, he's going to relive. Three, he scored
2: three free kicks for us. To be fair, he scored that one. He scored one against Rangers and he scored one against Motherwell. So you know he has scored a couple
0: for us. But um, I I just it was such majesty of that kick. Oh wait, like, it was just unbelievable and it was just the the the, the cherry on top of the cake and that we absolutely ran over men in that game. Don't men
2: 10 as well for second now.
0: Exactly, but it was just that way where you know you put in a dominant performance and then to tap it off with. This absolute screamer of a free kick on the TV as well. I think that's yeah, one we of
2: won a TV game. I know.
0: Yeah, our, our TV record is absolutely atrocious. I we've think won,
2: we've only won one since then. It was that Cornish Nomad game,
0: <laughs> which on was he, Welsh Channel. Yeah.
2: <laughs> S4W or something like that. Um, S4C, yeah, yeah. S4C, um, that's
0: it. Yeah, um, we uh, it's, it, it, like we always shudder when we hear that a game has been picked for telly. Because yeah, we're so bad at it. But yeah, that game was the the one bright light of the telly.
1: After a tremendous free kick in the first half, Blair Spittle made it five early on in the second half, receiving a superb pass from Chris Erskine. So we're 58 minutes in, down to 10 men. We'll probably just hang in there, get the win,
3: keep it sensible. But nah, we do the unexpected. So Barton heads out into Dylan. Dylan takes a touch and passes out to Squiddy, who knocks it past the defender. Squiddy's so running down the wing. He yeah, hits a perfectly weighted ball across for Spittle on the 18-yard line who hits it first time in the bottom corner.
1: Kieran Ashton remembers a fateful encounter from after the game which landed him in some hot water on the following Monday.
5: I remember I came out the, I came, I remember coming the ground and I came back. I seen one of my teachers for school. Like she was a Sun fan. <laughs> um wow. so I think we've seen I think we seen them like getting in the ground and we came out and we seen them we, were, we went in we were a like, lot we were going like five now and then she gave me a stern talking to when I went back to school. <laughs> <laughs> um but I and I think my like, one of my pals was something fun fan as well, so uh, we we got we got it up him as well, but they went to win that league. They went to win the league that season, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and I uh, we swapped places with him, um, but I uh, like for that game, like we were like, oh, we could really, we could really make a make a thing in them. we could like this season, uh, we could really kick on. We could try and at least challenge for Europe and whatever. If
2: you look at the end of the season, both teams had a very contrasting season Because Samara ended up winning the championship, and we ended up getting relegated through the playoffs. You would never have predicted that, I don't think. If someone looked at that score at the start of the season, so it's a fun, it's a funny game that one. Looking back in it, it's funny if you look at it, the bigger picture regarding that
6: game.
1: Earlier this year, James Kearney spoke to Alan Archibald for the Evening Times about what exactly went wrong this season.
6: The whole season was disgusting. If I'm being honest, it was just from start to finish. I think we got to the top six, and I spoke to I spoke to Danny Lennon, I spoke to Collonman. Did Danny go to the? final with St Mirling, he won the, the League Cup yeah. final, and I always remember him saying that I don't think they had a game after that, the, the, the total. And he said that a lot of the lads struggled to deal with it. And so I was very, very aware of that, but we had a good squad. And you think, nah, we've got enough, and we added a couple to it. The big thing was we lost in Lindsay, and then we got injury after injury that season. And I hated saying it because it just sounds like it's an excuse, but we had about probably eight or nine the key injuries and then we added to the squad and even the football we're playing even when we did win games it wasn't great to watch was, we beat St Johnson out there and it was fucking horrible so I just remember thinking this is it's not great uh, can we hang in the more thing is hang in and to be fair you, you go for having a squad that you can rely on and trust and then you find some of them you to to top six and a, th- a few players thought they are better than what they were and they think they can live their life a certain way and I was probably a wee bit too loyal to them um, if I'm being really really honest but in terms of Sorry people say, oh, you're too loyal to them, but you can't always get rid of players. We've not got the budget to ship 10 out and 10 in, there's doesn't like that. So that's where we were. Um, And to be fair, we don't done well to get to the playoffs, to be honest. And it was goal difference, I think. It was goal difference. Yeah, it lost to the playoffs. Sorry. It ended up goal difference. I think the game I look at in that season was a Motherwell game out there when we lost the late goal set play, the boy Bowman scores, and that would have been the difference. I think that would have dragged Hamilton down, it, yeah? yeah. And they took it in the last game. So. Um, okay, it was a sore one, but I mean, we were playing Livingston and Livingston had weed, and they have for real at that time together in togetherness, fighting spirit, and I had that John Lambie's team that came up for two years, and you went back to back promotions. You have got that wee bit about you, yeah. Um, and they were everything we wanted to be honest with. you And we knew that, and you know what? I think deep down, some of the players knew that going into the game as well. Some didn't fancy the battle. Yeah. So they definitely, I know that they, they didn't fancy that battle, um, but the, but the four or five of them, some of them still did. There were good pros in them. But I think the thing that that game is is that. Uh, I mean that
4: that is the last big win we've had, isn't it? I mean,
0: yeah.
4: I mean, I can even tell you the last time we won by not even five goals, but like less than like four or three. You know, mm-hmm. so it's weird because now looking back, you think yeah, oh, look at that. wasn't <laughs> those days were good, weren't they? When they could actually score a fucking goal. But I think that I've <sighs> I've never really. I I, I struggle to really get into get into the league cup group stages. To be honest with you, with Thistle, I know that we generally have a good record. Cause I think this season was the first time we'd not made out the group stages, if I'm right. Yeah. But yeah. I just I, I find it hard to get excited about Thistle in the cups, just purely because we always end up getting Celtic, and then that's it and it's done. Like, you, know, <laughs> like, you know, it's always Tynecastle or Patondry or Ibrox or forget. It's never at home to County. It. It's never not even a favourable draw, but just a winnable draw, it's always impossible, you know, so like, obviously like, it's great to get these big wins and it's really morale boosting, but in the grand scheme of things, and this may not make a very popular thing, I'd say like, I would much rather see Thistle, you know, get you know, scrape a win in the league and get the three points than, you know, than trying somebody like St Mirren in the cup because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much, I don't know, that's, I find it hard to believe. I find it difficult that I'd never really truly believe in the heart of hearts that, that this all going to go on a proper cup run, you know. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of always just kind of like, well, yeah, it's good, but well, you know, does it all matter in the end <laughs> anyway? You know, so I was really pessimistic and depressing, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, even when you get games like that where we do play so well. We've, I mean, that's probably the best we've played in the last few years, but. If, I say if it's just like if it's for nothing, I find it difficult to attach meaning to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, and yeah, no, I I can understand that. Yeah, because it's just that that stumbling block where it doesn't matter what you do, what incredible results you get, you're gonna get Celtic at like, Parkhead, and you know just not have to. You just won't want it. But um, I'm quite glad we didn't. I mean, yeah, I would probably agree. Like this year, like as much as. I am like Jim Carrey in the Number 22 levels of obsession with the idea of us winning a cup in 2021. Um, I, I I know that we would have just got Celtic and well maybe not because it, oh because it, because it was they get knocked out but like yeah with that it's just a case of this season it would have been you'd have played at Parkhead nobody would have been there you couldn't go you couldn't watch it. We wouldn't get any money for it because nobody went to the game and you'll get beat 5-0 like do you know what i mean or even yeah. worse you, you win and you you can't be there and you're like sitting in your uh, like and we'd be recording this in five years going where were you when we beat south i was in my house and uh, drinking two cans of tenants because uh, we in the middle of a pandemic do you know what i mean like yeah, so yeah no definitely.
4: i don't even like, I, I i do kind of feel that the, the fact the competition it was in the tracks from a little bit and again maybe that's how I do kind of also feel that just the stage of the season where we're at as well like I mean because the Red Cup's so early you can kind of catch teams unawares like that where you know they're not quite up to full speed or they're not quite sure of the tactics or whatever you know they're not just you know if one team does a preparation and turns up and everyone doesn't you can get results like that when like well obviously they're really fun and enjoyable at the time you know they're not necessarily representative of the team at that stage if you know what I mean yeah so like obviously I think I'm being a real negative Nancy now because like it was a a 5-0 thistle win (laughs) you know I should be like waxing lyrical about it but for me it just it's not quite the same it's because there wasn't that same sort of tangible benefit from it you know And obviously that time you you don't know who you're going to get in the cup and it's very exciting but I just thought that um, I just you, league cup games, particularly in the group stages, I, I struggle to really to really care about them. To be honest, I sort of see them more as not not glorify friendlies, but yeah, they're they're there to you know give your players a chance to play competitive games, get up to speed, and hopefully get a couple of wins under their belts before the season begins. You know, if you progress, brilliant if not fine. But for, as a as a title fan, that's the way I've always seen the league cup since it was restructured because. Realistically, particularly at the moment, like, we're in the third division, right. We're not going to go deep, realistically, as as it proves this season. But you know, I think unless you're, you know, sort of higher end championship or even the Premiership, it's hard to believe that you're actually going to. Re- I I find it really difficult to get caught up in the idea of like, oh yeah, we're going to go on this run. It's going to be great. I mean, and maybe it's just the pain, the previous runs we have been on have ended in painful defeats, like. As I say, I've twice watched this so exit the Scottish Cup at the quarterfinals replay stage at Tynecastle. And both times I was utterly convinced we were going to make it the to the semis and I was really excited and looking forward to the idea of going out to Hamden. And, and so to get all snatched away from me, really, you know, obviously it sucks. But then, so then as a result of that, I'm kind of like, <sighs> the, early, the early League Cup games, I'm just, I find it hard to get enthused about them. You know, a kind... I as a thistle fan, just because the cups are so unkind to us constantly. I never get too emotionally invested in results one way or the other. Because I know the cups have this habit of you know, just giving it absolutely dreadful draws and then that's it. it we never really seem to get much of a break. And as a result of that, it's always been the Cups have always been down my pecking order of like priorities as a thistle fan, you know what I mean? I'm I'm
0: I I'm generally the the uh, with that like I was this year I was the opposite was it right we need to win the league cup that's that's a given like well, a given uh, I mean, a, <laughs> <the> league cup <laughs> like, like like league cup scush it I mean Celtic will get knocked out by some Shite Hawks Rangers will get knocked out by some shithawks it'll be fine it'll all work out and it has all worked out just apart from the fact that we are not there but um, yeah like I I don't know like even like this season I was like I take League One again for another season if we could get a good cup run a game at Hamden. St at are like were quite a tidy outfit, and I thought
5: this could be a this could be like that. That was our real only real competition in that game. Obviously, we, we uh, literally Womblington in that, but we were like this, that. This is a this could be a tough game. We went to on five 0 and then like it was a bit of a like false omen because we thought this we we could like from that from that uh, St. game we could go on to get Europe in that, and obviously. Find it later on. It didn't, but um, but we, <laughs> the complete opposite happened. But um, hi, that that game, like the player split free kick. Um, I think Stevie, Stevie got Wallace got brace, and I blue got a brace as well. But um, like we were on fire that game. Um, that that's the way I thought we were going to play after the
1: after the split. Uh, obviously we didn't. Um, but it was a, it was a good game nonetheless. Despite our drastic slide since this game, James Kearney is going to leave us with one rousing soundbite, which will hopefully put the hope back into Thistle fans' hearts.
4: What I'll I'll point out is just remember that next season, so the 2021-22 League Cup final will take place in 2021. Yes, it will. We've we've not missed the boat yet. We've still got this season's Cup and then next season's League Cup. And then, yeah, that's it. So that's our chances to fulfil the prophecy.
1: Thank you for joining us on day six of our 12 Days of Archie series. We'll be back tomorrow with another highlight of Archie's time at the club. This episode was narrated by Matt Greer and edited by David Forrest, with contributions from David Forrest, James Kearney, Jamie MacDonald, Kieran Ashton, Rhys Jenkins and Alan Archibald, with thanks to the club for allowing us to use the Alan Archibald interview. As always, stay safe and wear a mask.